Hi, it's Ethan Hayter and you're listening to Quick Link Podcast. Hello and welcome to Quick Link Podcast for Wednesday the 1st of December. Time to open those advent calendars. We've got a roundup of action from the past week on today's show and we've also got the headlines, transfers, gossip, plus racing action from Kortreicher and Besançon and a quick look at track news as well, as well as having a quick chat with Josie Nelson. First up though, happy birthday today to Francisco Galvan of Kern Farmer, to Chrono Donations winner Astrid Shop, and most importantly to my mum. She's 29 again for the 27th consecutive year. Proper Alejandro Valverde vibes going on here at Castle Quicklink. There was actually some UCI road action taking place today, with Lucas Carstensen of Bike Aid winning the Bunch Sprint in the opening stage of the Tour of Thailand to add to his two stage wins from last year. Best of luck to the three Brits on the start list, that's Q8 Pro Cycling duo Matt Clements and James Jobber, and to Simeon Green of Euro Cycling Trips. There's six stages taking us through to next Monday. In the latest transfer news, the biggest move of the past week is that 2016 Giro King of the Mountains and four-time Grand Tour stage winner Mikel Nieve is moving from Bike Exchange to Spanish Pro Series team Kaya Rural. And Premier Tech, freed from ties with Astana, have set up their own under-23 development team, adding seven riders from their native Canada in a team of ten announced so far. Astana, meanwhile, have waved goodbye to 15 riders on social media, thanking them for their service, with only Benjamin Perry not yet confirmed on a team's roster for 2022. Sponsor news now, and Dukernik have been revealed as a co-sponsor of Alps and Phoenix and their women's team, Planta Pura, remaining in the sport, thankfully, after their deal with Quickstep expired. Dukernik's head honchos were keen to express that being able to support both men's and women's elite teams, something that Patrick Lefebvre doesn't want to do, was key to the new partnership. In cyclocross news, Tom Pidcock's season will begin at Super Prestige in Boom on Saturday, which is currently on, despite the World Cup round set for Antwerp the following day, just 15 miles up the road, which was cancelled due to the latest Covid bullshit. Before we look at the past weekend's action from Kortreich and Besançon, and of course here in the UK, here's our Katie chatting to Josie Nelson, which was recorded last week. Uh, so I'm with Josie Nelson and we're going to have a little quick chat through your cyclocross season so far. Um, so tell us what races you've enjoyed so far, what have sort of been your highlights of the season so far? Uh, so I just raced the Coxide World Cup. Um, that was a really good race. There's a lot of sand in that, so it's quite different to um, most other races. Um, they've always got a bit of sand in some of the Belgian races, but definitely not as much as they do at Coxide. Um, so that was good um, that was a double weekend I did Merck's class the day before that was a super prestige um, and then the weekend before that I did um, Neil and Leuven um, and um, yeah so that's uh, some of the recent races I've been doing um, and then coming up I've got a a bit of a break from Belgium racing now um, and I'll be doing the Clanfield cross on the 11th and then the national round on the 12th and then get, hopefully going back out to Belgium for the Christmas period. Okay fantastic so you um, you did you've done one national trophy so far haven't you that's so that's where you started your season. Yeah yeah that was um, the first race of my season. And you took a win there I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
so that's a good way to kick off the season yeah yeah that was a it was a good course um it was um it went, it went well anyway it was a good day yeah good yeah. um yeah so yeah um we, i watched the the race at um cockside and that seemed it does like you say the skill is very different with that amount of sand how how do you have to sort of um play that physically to kind of get through those different those different courses like that um so with sand riding you uh, most of the time well you have to go into it with a lot of momentum so as long as it's not right after a corner um you can do that and then you kind of just have to kind of keep powering on the pedals and looking forward or maybe looking for a rut that you can ride in it's it's always easier in a rut um and then if you have to get off get off before the bike actually stops to save save time Good tips. I'm, I feel like I'm taking notes. Um, yeah, the momentum <laughs> of sort of going in and out of, of, of different sections of cyclocross, um, the way that you that you all execute it is so beautifully like fluid. I always think that, you know, it looks like it would be a really hard thing to do, but you make it look easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I think you've just got to commit to it. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Do you feel like you're... Um, your you came in hot kind of thing with that win at national uh, trophy or are you kind of still coming into your strongest form of the cyclocross season because you're in pretty good form on the road already yeah um so the that national series round it was quite dry and i'd just um done road champs the week before so i think i just carried my form into that um and then uh, so that was completely different to the races that i'm doing now in belgium um these are a lot more um cyclocrossy I guess and what do you expect to, with the home races so you said you've got a couple coming up Clamfield it's a UCI one isn't it yeah 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 um I haven't seen the course for that so I'm, I'm not sure what that would be like um but I've done cyclocross cycling park before um and that's a good course mm-hmm. yeah um, that was good in the in the dry and the wet us, well, yeah, it's going to be mid-December by then, so we're in full-on, full cyclocross-like yeah. weather season, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but do, do you enjoy it when it's really grim? Like, I mean, I feel, I feel like cyclocross is going to really love it when it's properly, like, you know, calm. Yeah, I, I think if, if you didn't like it if, when it was really grim, you probably shouldn't be a cyclocross rider. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You've got to enjoy it when it's at its worst. Yeah. I sometimes feel a bit like it's like as though you you feel let down when you go out there and the course is like dead dry and there's you know just basically grass <laughs> need mud. yeah yeah I think um some people I think well yeah probably quite a lot of cyclocross riders think that um I quite like the dry courses um like the fast and technical mm-hmm. I always feel as though those sort of when you get those steep off canvas sections that they're probably a bit um a bit scarier when it's dry because at least with the mud you can kind of dig into it a little bit whereas with when it's dry it just seems like it's you might slide down it yeah um i think in the really thick mud they're, they're easier than the kind of light slippy mud types of mud that's probably another thing that you're an expert on <laughs> <laughs> so you're going from you've got a belgian block over christmas is that are you staying there over christmas or are you coming home for christmas um, yeah, so I'll have to be out there for Christmas. Um, I'm hoping to do the World Cup on the 26th and then 
Um, there's a, a few back-to-back races after that. So I'll do those as well. But yeah, I won't, I won't be able to have Christmas at home. I think as a family, we're going to do it a few days earlier. Oh, that'll be nice. Do you get yeah. to like, do you, is there a nice sort of Christmassy atmosphere going on at the races? Like, will you have some time with your team and, you know, or is it just all business? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, last season, I came home for Christmas. Um, so it was all normal. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what it would what it's going to be like with the team on Christmas Day. <laughs> I find it's quite festive. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what about Worlds? Have you got any idea yet if you'll be heading to the States or is that purely based on sort of selection and various other factors? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just based on um, selection. So I, I, that is my aim for this season, to get out to Worlds. Um, so hopefully I get some good results and that I can go. Yeah, that would be good. It would be really good to see you out there. Um, well, thanks very much for your time. Um, best of Thank luck you. with the rest of your season. We'll be looking out for your results and um, and looking forward to seeing you back, um, hopefully in full, in Paris-Roubaix. In- yeah. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Josie, for your time. You can follow our Katie at rightbikerepeat.com and across the socials at rightbikerepeat. Josie is at Josie Nelson X on both Twitter and the Gram. To the racing then, and it began on Saturday at Kortreich Urban Cross, the second round of the X2O Trophy. Pim Ronhart continues to thwart our Cam's mission to win himself a giant duck as the under-23 world champion came home 24 seconds ahead of Cameron Mason for the win. Joran Weishaw joined them on the podium ahead of Mies Hendricks and on Ferdinand in Thibaut Nace in that order. Ronhart leads Mason by 50 seconds in the overall. Nace sits third at 2.14. Now, I'm sure I could copy-paste this bit, but we were treated again to an all-Dutch podium in the women's elite race, as Lucinda Brand grabbed her seventh win of the season ahead of compatriots Salen del Carmen Alvarado and Denise Betsema, before Anne-Marie Wurst made it an all-Netherlands top four, pipping Anna Kay on the line. Sanne Kant of Belgium took sixth. Betsema leads the series overall from Brand with a lead of 133, Alvarado is at 141, then Clara Honziger is at 152. In the men's race, Toon Ayrts solo to the elite win, over a minute ahead of Elie Kampot Isabit, with Corne van Kessel joining them on the podium ahead of Belgian Giro Vincent Bastens and Michael van Turenhout. Ayrts leads overall by 43 seconds from Isabit. Van Kessel is next best at 4.21, blaze it plus one. Next X2O round is Azencross on December 30th. Overnight, they faced a 400-mile round trip to Besançon, as the UCI World Cup headed to France for the first time since January last year, and a new World Cup course nestled near the Swiss border. No separate UCI under-23 or junior races at this event, though Nathan Dos Reis Grasa and Electra Galazo won the junior support races. In the elite women's, Lucinda Brand won her eighth race of the year, ahead of Pan-American champion Maglia Rochette from Canada, who held off a late charge from Denise Betzema to take second behind the world champion. It's the best World Cup ride from Rochette since her win in Iowa two years ago. In the men's, Tunet's late crash into a barrier cost him a potential win as Ellie Isabit came past shortly after, skipping past a swinging leg from Ertz. And let's be honest, Toon is only human. We're not sure we could resist trying to kick Isabit in the nuts either. Isabit with his 12th win from 19 races this year, including five of the eight World Cup rounds so far. Ertz was a comfortable second, with Pim Ronha and his lovely hair over a minute and a half further back, taking third. 
The next World Cup round will hopefully be at Val de Sol in Italy on the 12th. Lucinda Brand and Ellie Isabit lead the classifications. In a domestic roundup, shout out to friends of the show Joe Cookham, Seb Grindley, Tristan Davis, Amy Perriman, and Finn Mansfield, who are among those winning devs at the weekend. Finally, on the track, we had round two of the UCI Track Champions League held in Lithuania. Leading the sprint classifications now are Emma Hins and Harry Leverson, with Katie Archibald and Sebastian Mora leading the endurance classifications. Archibald is set to return to the road in 2022 with her former team Seratizit after being dedicated to British Cycling's track programme over the last Olympic cycle. Rounds three and four of the Track Champions League take place in London this coming Friday and Saturday. Slide in our DMs if you are going. Finally, finally, we've just put the polls on our Twitter for our British Rider of the Year and our Overseas Rider of the Year. We had a waffle show, which you've not heard yet. You'll probably get that after the weekend, where we've nominated four Brits, that's Zoe Backstead, Mark Cavendish, Lizzie Dynan and Finn Graham. And four riders from overseas. That's Wout Van Aert, Sonny Cole, Brelli, Lucinda Brand and Pippo Ganna. Polls are open until midnight Monday morning. Check our Twitter and vote for your favourites. Until our show on the other side of the weekend with hopefully some clips live from those track rounds in London. Ride safe and take care and try not to eat all 24 chocolates in one sitting. Shout out to Montezumas! You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuicklinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. You can support this show by using the code QUICKLINK when you shop with veloskin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs, and also at efswheels.com where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready, full-carbon wheels for under £500. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.